Welcome to your weekly Social Jack Influence Factory. Introducing your coaches, Dean Delisle and Jackson Delisle. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Influence Factory. I want to welcome everybody on. Hey, Jackson, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Kate is jam-packed with influencers. We now have so many influencers coming on board, she couldn't even make the program, but that's what we do here. We, we're a team, we help each other out, and we keep things rocking and rolling no matter what happens. Uh, and welcome to uh, episode 46. Man, it's December already. Are we a year into this, Jackson? Is it, have we had this a full year? Uh, almost. And uh, January 17th, it'll be a full year. Wow. Wow. So welcome everybody that stays tuned to us and continues to stay tuned to us. Um, those of you that are listening live and those of you that are listening on podcast, um, if you do hear a brief uh, show interruption today, our building is having an evacuation. But the good news is Jackson and I intentionally are in two separate buildings. So if that should happen, we'll make sure that you stay safe while we stay safe. And Jackson will come on with our special guest today. So, But you know what? No matter what, you know us. The show always goes on no matter what happens. Um, and then don't forget to engage with our social media team, hashtag Influence Factory, at GetSocialJack. And uh, they are always there, ready and rocking for you. And uh, we're excited to help you each and every week build your influence. So again, a hearty welcome. Uh, we are going to be changing uh, platforms after the first of the year. So we're excited about that. And then Jackson and the team are making some significant changes where we're going to be actually broadcasting on multiple live channels at the same time. And then Jackson, when... Um, we're done with the, uh, you know, when we're done with this and you package it up and put it on podcast, where does that go right now? So for the podcast, if you want to listen to us while you're on the go driving, you can listen on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, and SoundCloud. But if you want to watch the recording after the fact, you can find it on YouTube or on the uh, on our platform app.socialjack.com, and it will be the first one in the resource center. I'll have that up in the within 24 hours after the broadcast, and it usually uh, only takes about you know, four hours to get everything packaged and ready to go, but 24 hours to be safe. So yeah, last uh, last week's guest, she was like she was amazed at how fast you get the podcast up. So kudos to you and the team for making all that happen. Remember, if you're watching live, um, you can switch to phone call in case you have to take us on the phone. I know a lot of you listen on the phone or on the go when, to your lunch appointments. Uh, just switch to that phone call or look in your email, and there's always a phone number and access code in there. And the new platform will have that as well, or there is a mobile app. And don't for, to forget to engage with us and win. So uh, today's social question, we always like those of you that are live with us to type it in. Or if you're watching us on YouTube or, or you know, on one of the other platforms, you can type this in as well. The social question is, what is the coolest thing on your current Christmas list? So type that in. What is the current coolest thing on your Christmas list. Jackson, what's the coolest thing on your Christmas list? I would say that the coolest thing on my Christmas list as of right now is subwoofers. <laughs> subwoofers. <laughs> Mine is surround sound. What is it with us? It's always about the music. Jimmy. It's about Bill. the music. 
Kara and everybody else that's on, what's your favorite thing on your Christmas list? Or maybe maybe you just thought about it and you're like going to put it on the Christmas list. Type that in right now. So we have some people looking for vacations. We have some people looking for a new car. That's pretty aggressive. Um, yeah, I want a new car too. I don't think it's going to make it this year. Uh, I want a vacation too. So if you had the vacation though, where would you go? So uh, what type in, what is your favorite thing on your Christmas list? A very desk, standing desk. Jimmy Z, hey, come here, Jimmy. I've got standing desks or power. You're welcome to stop by here and use those anytime. All right, everybody. Well, again, thanks for being with us and thanks for being with us live or on the podcast. Remember, Social Jack members, you get access to all kinds of forms and worksheets. We have uh, 2019 planning docs and, and things like that. Jackson, remember, I have a personal goal setting sheet that I want everybody to use before they get into 2019. And uh, I want to make sure that gets uploaded. So I will uh, I think I sent that out. But can you make a note of that to make sure that gets up and running? And um Len is joining us. Look at Len just popped in here. Good to see you, Len. Uh, and uh, we also have the influencer intake form updated. And there's some other uh, of our influencer package uh, forms and docs for you. And don't forget, there's always discount codes. Now, we also have uh, what we're calling invitation-only events. And the new Social Jack platform, you're going to see Joe and Jackson and the whole team making upgrades on the back end. We now have notifications. So uh, as you accept those notifications, we're going to have certain networking events uh, pop up uh, in Chicago and then in other cities. As those pop up, um, they're going to be influencer events where we have significant business influencers. And actually, we have one coming up uh, next week that's going to have some Hollywood celebrity and some local celebrity media. So make sure you watch your notifications. It'll have an access code in there uh, and a way to get to the event, but you will not find it listed on events or on social media. So remember, Social Jack, it's all about who you know. So we'd like to keep those tight so that we can make sure that, um, uh, you know, that, that we don't get too many people in there. And, and it's more of a uh, insider's thing, if you will, just so that we can uh, be feel safe to exchange our very best referrals. And that's what we want for you. So, Jackson, with that being said, we have uh, some news today. So let's see. Yes. Yes, yes he's going to be coming up shortly here. So I can't wait for that. So as we get to this, so there's eight infographic best practices for more effective content marketing strategy. So what do you like out of this? So, I mean, even if we just look at the summary of the article. So if you look, it says, here's a quick summary. And it gives you all of the items that it talks about, and then it shows the pictures and the graphics in the infographic below. But I think the biggest one is pick a topic that speaks to your audience in interest, because if you're not doing that, then all of these other steps are going to be almost useless if you're not getting those the attention of your audience. So you could be getting the attention of you know 12 different audiences, but if they're not your audience, I mean, it's not going to, you know, it's not going to convert to, you know, leads or sales. So that's a big thing that you want to focus on is making sure that your uh, graphics, your visuals, your uh, your content in general is, tar you know, targeted to your audience. And you maybe you want to grab some stats uh, from, you know, reputable sources, which yeah. is the next one. That's a big one. And, you know, I would say maybe put those into an infographic instead of just saying, you know, here's, you know, X amount of this and, you know, all this stuff. If you just write that out, people are it's not going to grab the attention as much if you're 
if you're developing these infographics and putting your content into those, it's going to it's going to stick with them more if it's your own original content and it's grabbing your your audience's attention. I think yeah, that's I think that's I think, I think that's important. So two big thing, important things that I want to I want to acknowledge here is that like if you go into our programs, and this is something I learned a long time ago, but this is super easy. Whatever industry you're in, whatever the target is in, you need to have stats and need to have credible sources for stats. So if you go like to the influencer development program that we have, you'll notice we have HubSpot. Everybody knows Hinge is in here, social media today. We'll try to find stats that are relevant to the, to the target audience and the message and whatever it is that we're looking to convey or the evidence um, that that we want to convey to to that audience, and so I think this is a piece where, and maybe you know, some of us are more wired to numbers, some of us are more wired to words and visual, but you want to make sure you don't leave anybody out. So I think that's an excellent thing. And the other thing is, I think that way too many times our audience, and we see this, you know, Kate and I talk about this all the time. We see this with a lot of our clients where they are. I think overwhelmed because you know you go to you go to LinkedIn here and you see you know you see 200 and you know you might see 250 or 300 or 400 million people you start getting overwhelmed there's 800 people that looked at my profile and now we feel like we have to speak to all those people and we become generalists and I've caught myself doing this too and so the idea here is to make sure that you are literally uh, what we always say is is maybe even take a picture or put something up on your your uh, your uh, computer or on your wall and have a picture of like your ideal client in front of you and um, and, and have a conversation with that person and you will become more humanized, uh, feel better about it and really uh, take it to that next level for yourself. So I love this part about just pick a topic that speaks to your audience interests. And I like how you bottom lined it and said, well, you know what, if you, if you don't do this, the rest of this stuff just doesn't count. So, um, so that's huge. And, and what, so two other big things that you would pick out of here, Jackson. Um, I would say make sure to include a call to action, which is, I believe it's right. That, yeah, it's the middle middle one. But right. it, yeah, re, yeah, I would say include a call to action on everything you do, uh, whether it's, you know, uh, you just it's right there. And it's the you know big letters call to action. Register now. Sign up today. Call today for more information. Things like that. You know, the call to action is very it's also going to that's going to help in the conversion process or the lead gen process, having them click on the link to get started, things like that. And yeah. that's that's, I think, the other big thing that you got to do. But it, again, if you're not doing those other things, that's not going to be very helpful at all. So you have to make sure that it's your audience. Once again, I just want to reiterate. Yeah. That. Yeah, one one uh one of the biggest things, especially with this call to action, and people have gone back and forth. And I know Jimmy, you subscribe to uh, the uh, Jeff Walker's launch formula, and everybody has a, a somewhat of a different framework around some of this. But what's interesting is is the bottom line is when you're speaking to your audience or your target, don't make them don't make it. 
don't don't make it too much effort to do business with you, right? So if it's like if it's download now or get this piece, uh, I've seen people even p- put four or five words in a button to make those action buttons even clearer. It's like download the white paper now, you know. And so we've seen that working. And so I think you know, uh, again, this is constantly evolving. But if you follow these are these are all big best practices that have actually been around for digital for a while. So I think if as long as you do this for 2019 and you jump into it, you'll be ready to rock and roll. So that's cool. Well, um, so Jackson, uh, I want to thank you for that news. That is amazing. Uh, real quick, before I bring uh, our guest on today, which I am so excited about because he's got branding tips for 2019, both for companies and for personal. Um, one of the big deals is um, transitioning your network. What does this mean? Well, it's the end of the year. Uh, Many of you are growing your business. Some of you are transitioning your business. That means you might be merging with another company, might be acquiring another company. You might be transitioning your business to different markets. Uh, You might be launching new product lines. We have some new product lines that are launching. Uh, So one of the biggest things is Remember that you are in control of your network. So in our program, we always teach you about social teaming. And if you go into Social Jack and uh, and all those classes are in there for free, they're all recently updated. Look at module 200. That is about building the ideal network and we call it social teaming. So whenever you change products, you know, and we just talked about that target person sitting across from you. Please, please make sure that if your target is shifting, your message needs to shift, your process of connecting to people, your team needs to shift. So make sure you put all those into practice for 2019. And now this is a good reminder to make sure that you're rebuilding and doing your draft picks now for your social team for the new year. So we just want to remind that all the worksheets and tools are in Social Jack. Go in there and log in and get those. And um Without further ado, I'm going to bring Ronnie on. Ronnie uh, was uh, born and raised here in Chicago, and then he didn't like the cold weather, so he moved to Phoenix, and now he can golf when I can't. Um, and then, uh, so Ronnie, come on down. Uh, Ronnie Swiso, good to have you on with us today. There he is. Hey, how are you, Dean? See, it looks the same temperature there as it is here, so I'm just going to say it doesn't look any warmer, you know? Well, it's it's 80 degrees over here. I don't know what it is by you. <laughs> it's 80 degrees in here too, indoors. <laughs> um, okay, so here's here's the thing. So you were you said you were the token fat kid in high school, 48% body fat. And Rick Rick, who's on with us, has just he lost a record. Uh, I even forget what it is, Rick. But you're, I want to shout out to Rick on our in our audience because he's a motivation to me uh, as he's continued late in life to drop some of this uh, his way. But then you became a paid fitness model, uh, 6% body fat and an actor. So, so, okay. It's that time of year we're all going on diets or maybe we're waiting a few weeks, but so what, I just want to know the mindset shift that, that got you to go, okay, I'm not this person anymore. I'm going to be this person. Can you share that quickly with us? Yeah, absolutely. So, so losing weight is hard, especially when it's such a big transformation. And when you talk about mindset shift, I mean, it, it is it is a complete shift. It is a life or death mind mindset. And so for me, you know, growing up, I, I had chronic asthma. They had to monitor my sleep. Uh, all of the all of the cards were stacked against me. Um, and 
you know, I, I was, you know, born to a middle, a middle Eastern. So, so it's nothing but rice and bread. Uh, so that's the diet. And, and, you know, it's every single family engagement they have, you know, they, they cook as if they're cooking for an entire country. And so you, you have, you know, you have, you're at odds. And so, but, but we think about the, the food system these days and cheap food is always the worst food. And so it literally has to become you going against the grain if you're going to see that level of results. Um, and so, you know, it's changing the people you spend time with. It's even if it's family, you know, uh, blood is, is blood and you can't choose who your family is, but you can choose what habits you take on from yeah. them. And so, so there's a lot that goes into it, but it, it is a lifestyle. It is a mindset and it's a commitment. It's not something that uh, it's not something that you can turn on and off. You have to be all in at all times. Wow, that's awesome, man. So I just want to commend you for doing that. And I, I know you and I had a discussion. So uh, that's always easy when you're in transition. I can remember uh, even when I went from uh, I was I was in wrestling and football and athletics uh, going into college. And then all of a sudden, you know, I, I stopped doing some of that and I was still single in the city. And then as I got into relationships, things tended to settle down a little bit and I was less um, it made that less of a priority. And now I'm in a new chapter where I was like, all right, I went from like six percent body fat. to I don't even know what percent body fat. But now I'm in this new commitment to myself, like Rick, who chimed in. But I appreciate you telling us that because because, you sure. know, it's it's all anything we want to do, whether it's in our business or our bodies or our lives or our families is possible. And, and sometimes we just get stuck that it's that's not us right yeah it's it, it really is about persistence it's not you know it's not like making a purchase right it's not you save up and you work hard and you make enough money to, to buy this thing and now that you've bought it you own it it doesn't work like that you put your feet up for one second you can you know or i shouldn't say one second but one month you gain a few pounds right right yeah for sure so uh so that's cool and um and so, uh, so, you know, you're, you're in the, you're in the personal branding space, you're in the company branding space. We're going to dive into some cool conversations. So those of you that are live with us, or maybe you're tweeting, uh, after the fact with this podcast, uh, make sure you get your questions in and hashtag those to, uh, influence factory and we'll make sure they get answered and, and Ronnie answers them. So submit those questions as they're coming up. Um, so you left Google, we've had a lot of Googleites or what do you call yourself? Googlers, right? There's a term for people that work at Google, right? Isn't it Googlers or? I've, I've, I've been referred to as worse. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so what did you do? What did you do at Google? Uh, sales and marketing. Okay, so my so. entire job was to uh, work with companies locally and nationally to help drive traffic to their websites, to their brands. And the craziest thing is, you know, Look, Google's the leader in advertising, digital advertising. And so what we do is very, you know, what we, I should say, what I did was very systemized. It's not, you know, it's not like the ad platform changes drastically from customer to customer. And so what I had happened over the years uh, was you're driving traffic, you're doing advertising, people are paying you. And some customers, you could take two identical companies, one, will work like gangbusters. They've never made more money in their lives and the others will fail absolutely miserably. Right. And those were the ones that, you know, would, would name call, would say, you, you guys are running some sort of scam. What's going on here? And it's like, no, no, no. 
trust me, advertising works. It works for this guy over here. And it was that anomaly that drove me nuts and I had to figure it out. And what I found is eight times out of 10, it was the brand that wasn't communicating properly to its target audience. And so no matter how much traffic you drove to this website or to this company, nobody gave a shit. So they didn't buy, so conversions didn't happen. And so that is part of why I started shifting from just driving, driving traffic to helping that traffic convert, which is what I call branding versus advertising. No, that's awesome. And obviously you were attracted to that and there was the, uh, the there must've been, um, you know, and, and, you know, so there was that moment that you transitioned out of that corporate gig, even though I think of Google, I've been there quite a few times and, and have friends that work there. I think of it less corporate than like when I was at Merrill Lynch and some of the other places, but uh, it's not entrepreneurial corporate maybe is a, is a good term, but a, as you did this, you decided, you know, well, I want to start at Salt. Can you take us through that journey or that part of your transition? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it's like, it's like you said, it's not cubicles and red staplers, but it's still, it's still corporate nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as far as the transition to Attic Salt, uh, you know, for me, I, I had spent a lot of time helping, you know, my, my advertisers convert more of that traffic, helping them with their image. Uh, I was an artist growing up. And, you know, I was I was engaged with the creativity, the visual, you know, the, the, the visual side of, of advertising a lot more than the than the, uh, the analytical side of advertising. I know that everybody's you know looking at sales funnels and and conversions and ROI now. But at the end of the day, we are emotional creatures. We, we right. make decisions based on emotional. Ninety uh, percent of our decisions are based on emotion. So visual you know the, the visual aspect a lot of that is 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 kind of catered to creating emotions positive emotions that create the desired outcomes that we're looking to to create for our our companies and our our clients and so coming back around i knew that that's what i was passionate about i knew yeah. that i wanted to help companies create that image and that voice and those actions that, that created conversions. And so I decided when, when I finally got married that there was no better time than right after my wedding to leave my six-figure job and start my own company. And so that's, that's, cool. that's how IDXL started. Yeah, that's cool. So um, I always like to ask people when they're entrepreneurial and they start their, you know, their company, do you remember your first client? Oddly enough, I, I'd have to think about it. Uh, I know. <laughs> it's interesting because, you know, when we, um, when we, when we first branch out, so did you, um, I'm guessing that you got your first client, at least from a referral or you started, I mean, you didn't just like go out and run Google ads, right? Because, because you had right. mixed opinions on that. So. Right. Right. And, and the reason I say that is, is, is we have grown, uh, we have grown significantly over the last four and a half yes, years. Yes, you have. And, and and in the first, you know, in the first months, it was do whatever it takes, uh, do whatever it takes. You know, you know, any dime that somebody's throwing at you, we'll we'll make something happen. And so that's why, to me, in my mind, you know, I remember the big wins uh, right. and try to, you know, focus on the future instead of looking at the past. 
Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, it's funny. And so, um, as we, uh, you know, as we evolve in business, it's just interesting, the people that we meet along the way, you know, it's like, you know, especially in, in our business, we're dealing, you know, from a marketing perspective and, you know, we've both been through, you know, we're part of the social media strategy summit family and, and we continue to, to connect through different uh, avenues and venues. But one thing I want to, I want to dig into a little bit is that you guys are in the, the corporate branding space as well as the personal branding space or professional branding, I guess we'll call it. Um, what are you seeing as one of the, one of the biggest trends going on, right? Like, like what are you seeing that's trending? I mean, this is not so much a trend. And I mean, you guys have, have probably beat this horse to death, but but social has disrupted everything. Social media, right. social media has changed the way brands uh, interact with their customers. Period. Uh, my job, you know, prior to social media, was how do we how do we bring humanity into companies? How do we how do we create? How do we take a a an entity? and give it a persona as if it were an individual. And right. social media now has completely disrupted that to where the individual could be their own brand. So I think, I think what, what we're going to start seeing now that it's becoming more mature is rather than people aimlessly posting everything on social media, as some of them do, myself included sometimes, it's going to become more refined. They're going to start thinking about their brand more, you know, more with tunnel vision and excluding all this other stuff of what they're posting. Nobody cares about what you're eating. You know, show me why I'm here in the first place. So they're going to become a lot more laser focused in their, in their, uh, in their expression. Yeah, that's interesting. And so, um, so when you're going in and you're helping a company with, um, their brand identity. I imagine like when we go in, you just see like um, sort of this, it's almost like looking at a quilt. It's like things they've tried, things they've done. It's like a mashup, you know, of all this different stuff. And in, in a lot of cases, unless you're going to Fortune 500 and even them because of, of the sliding landscape of mergers and acquisitions, uh, you know, they have different problems. Um, so when you first go in, what are some of the first things you ask for or look at when you're looking to sort of set that brand right? Sure. The first thing, the biggest, I'll start with the biggest mistake of, of branding. People People, some firms, some designers, some freelancers, whoever you know, whoever does this on a daily basis, some people will dive right in to start creating. Uh, you know, they have an idea in their mind of what they think the brand could be, and they're like, "Okay, let me let me go ahead and design this. You know, throw some paint on a canvas, and this is your new brand." Voila! What happens is there's still a huge. It may look better. But we're not in the business of making things look better. We're in the business of creating connection between company and consumer. And in order to create something that is truly the company's identity on paper, you know, or or the way that they sound, you have to understand where they're currently at. So the most important step in our process is discovery. It's, It's a deep immersion into their company to fully understand it from the inside out understand the challenges that they're having and bring them along into into deciding what the solutions could be because now they're all on the same page 
we're now developing a stronger foundation for the organization. And then we're taking that and we're translating it into how the company looks, how the company sounds, and how the company acts. And that is what creates that cohesion that people are so attracted to. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and uh, I would imagine, too, that, that you know, one thing that we see that's out there, and I'll be curious to hear, you know, if you're seeing the same thing, is there's this um, – you know, there's this digital fracturing going on with a lot of brands where you can almost tell the evolution of people that have either helped them or worked through the company where it's like you'll you'll just start to do a discovery digitally, not just within who the brand is and just find all this random stuff on the Internet that is just uh, almost like you need to do a repair job before you're ready to put that brand into the marketplace. You find that a lot as well. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned earlier, Dean, which is a, a great point. I don't think it matters whether it's a small startup or a Fortune 500 company. We've right. worked with both. Every single one of them comes to the table with a with a mess of ideas. You know, almost, almost every single time the first day of our workshops, it's like diarrhea of ideas. Like, let's just throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. And it's our job to help them clarify that, you know, eliminate what's not working for them and become a little bit more clear into what they're putting out into the world. And so that includes everything that, that is out digitally as well. Yeah, that's interesting. We just had a, a client, a Fortune 500 client that sold a division uh, to another Fortune 500 client. So there was literally... Uh, 13,000 employees mashing up with uh, 47,000 other employees. It was like one of the craziest frontline positions I've ever had on on this coming together. And, and it was interesting to see how they were transitioning the brands. Um, I think that's something that whether we're a small business or big business, it's I, I said early on in the program about transition, you know, and and so I think um, you've had a lot of cool transitions with personal, with your weight. Uh, you've had it with, you know, life changes. And then all of a sudden you get into the business change from Google to Attic Salt. And, and so as we go through these transitions, what are some of the things do you look at when you're when you're either transitioning market or transitioning you know brands together? I mean, to me, I think that's a that's a huge overlooked step out there. I mean, it's it's looking at the potential. It's looking at it's it's understanding where do you want to go. Uh, you know, a lot of people will just call it you know whether it's their brand, whether it's uh, you know, traveling, whether it's, uh, you know, a life change, a career path, they'll hop in the car. They, they, they you know, if we were to create an analogy, they hop in the car and, you know, they realize an hour later, I, I don't know where I'm going. Like, they right. don't properly plan. Uh, there's, there's a, a very common uh, quote out there that if you fail to, you know, fail to plan, you plan to fail. Right. There's so many people are failing to plan. And I think that, that, that what creates success is knowing the destination. You know, at least having a clear idea of what you want. Where it ends up, you know, that might not be fully in your control, but at least you're heading in the right direction. Yeah, the um, that's awesome. And, and that segues into, I'm thinking about the fact that how often 
you know, we've been around, I think we're going into our 17th year. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, Yeah. And, uh, and, and you know how fun all those years are, right? So, (laughs) um, so as, as you're, as you're, um, as you're, as you're doing a reflection, you're, we're at a critical point here where it's, you know, going from 2018 to 2019, and uh, doesn't 2020 sound like we're like science fiction? Wasn't that always like a, a number where it was like, ah, it's 2020. That's so far away. And now it's going to be here in like less than a year. Right. A little change. So isn't that a sci-fi movie actually? Isn't there a 2020 yeah, I th- sci-fi? I think there, I think there is. Yeah. I think there has to be something like that. So, um, so how often, you know, should we, you know, sort of do some self-reflection or, or maybe look at our brand and make sure make sure it's working. You know, what are some of the things you look at or some of the things you coach your clients on as you're going through this process? I think it's being conscious of it. Right? It's, it's admitting you have a problem. Egos can get in the way. You know, people yeah. don't, don't like to say that uh, it's not working. And sometimes, and sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it's, it's okay to push through things. But there are times where you, you have to admit that we could be better. Uh, I think it's the type of the you know the type of individual that's that's running you know that, that's running the it's at the helm of the ship to recognize where they could be more successful and what's not working, uh, and so you always have to be asking these questions you know not by doubting yourself but by checks and balances right if if something's not you know we, we test something if it's not working let's try it again let's try it again and if it still doesn't work. Then, then let's pivot. You know, the last thing you want to do is the definition of insanity is keep trying. You know, with the same outcome. Yeah, that's uh, that's excellent point. And I imagine, you know, we've been talking about business or company brand, and right away it's funny people go, uh, you know, yeah, we should change our logo. You know, that's the first thing they think about. It's like right. we're conditioned. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, we're talking about the brand. So for those listening in. That like, you know, your definition of the company brand, which we probably should have started with. What is what do you, you know, what is that? That is that's a terrific question. And it's one of the the biggest misunderstandings of a brand, right? People look at the 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 visual identity and and you know say, hey, you know, something's not working, our customers aren't coming back anymore. It must be our logo. Well, you, you couldn't be further from the truth. So <laughs> right. To us, a brand is at the foundation. Uh, if you've ever seen, if you've ever seen or read uh, anything from Simon Sinek, you know, start with why. Uh, to us, that is the foundation. That why is like what are, you know we call it. We call it brand essence. Like what like really? It. It's the heart, it's it's the heartbeat of your brand, right? We look at a brand as if it was you know the human body, and. The human body would not exist without a heartbeat. And even the brain is useless without a heartbeat. And so there's got to be something pumping blood into the body. There's got to be something. And so what we consider your, your brand essence is your mission, your vision, what you promise, and your personality. So mission, vision, promises, and your personality. Personality, I like that. Yeah. And that's... so when when you can define your purpose for existence, that's that's you know that is the biggest task to accomplish. That is the hardest thing to do. 
And it's most likely the, the, the pain point of why you're not attracting the right customers, why you're not, uh, why you're losing customers, why people aren't coming back. So my advice to people is when you're, when you're having an issue as an organization, think about that brand essence and think about your target, target audience. And if that's not connecting, there's a problem with, with either who you're targeting or what your brand essence is. Right. Yeah, that's excellent. Rick uh, asks, and uh, just so we know, my alarm's going off here. So if I have to evacuate, please stand. Yeah, please stand by. Uh, Should a person continue their personal brand when they're when they've sold off part of their business? How would one go about that? Read it one more time. Uh, so if a person, uh, should a person continue their personal brand once they've sold part of their business? So, you know, I'm guessing that, uh, this person is a big part of their brand. Um, so should they continue their own personal brand when they've sold that part of the business or how should they look at that? That all depends on what the goal is. You know, if, if if you're, if you're, if you've transitioned out of the company into something else and your personal brand, I mean, you don't ever have to give up your personal brand. It's you. And if you feel like you have to give up your personal brand or you have to become somebody else because you left the company, then your personal brand probably wasn't strong to begin with. But right. that is all depending on what your goals are. If you know, if your goals are, hey, I want to be a hermit, buy an island with this, with this revenue that I <laughs> you know, generated from the sale of my company and just be completely off the grid, you probably don't need it. But if you're looking to transition to something using your personal brand, remember, you you can be whoever you want to be online. But, you know, you know, people know who you are. So if you're trying to be something that you're not, I would I would suggest abandoning that and becoming more accountable to who you are, because that's authenticity. We talk about authenticity. Yes. Thank you. Be yourself. Stop trying to be somebody you're not. You know, to this day, I think that's the biggest webcast uh, download that I've had or podcast download. I, I had a workshop like seven years ago that and I think it was just early, but it was the power of authenticity. And I really want to focus on this because I sure. think that people are in pure fear of being authentic and genuine. I think, you know, depending on culture, who you are, you know, business owner. And Kate and I were just talking about this. We will interview people and we get the best nuggets and we're like, oh my gosh, this is the best. And they'll go, I don't want that as part of my story. And we're like, what do you mean? It's the thing that makes you who you are. It's the thing that defines you. And so, and, and I'm just like, so what do you do to overcome that when you find something and, and then the client's like, no, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> we, we call them out. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, Kate, remember, I'm going to handle that one for you. I, I'm, I'm known as that person. You know, I'm, I don't know, good cop, bad cop. But, you know, it's like, it's like, are you kidding me? You know, and, and Kate will get frustrated because it's like the one thing that makes that person so different and so cool about who they are. And then they're just like, no, I don't want to mention that. So I'm like. What? Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think you own that. I think that that's important. That's, you know, if if that's who makes you who, if that's what makes you who you are, and let's put social media aside for just a second. 
Forget about what attracts people on social media or or the social tactics or you know ads or whatever it is. If if what makes you who you are is what attracts people into your life in your real life, not in your digital life, then that's what you should be putting out on social media because there's a you know the only thing that social media has changed is accessibility to more yes. people like that. And so it's increased, you know, exponentially the power of connectivity and, you know, it's, it's dropped the barriers so you can connect with people just like people who are connecting in your real life in other countries, in different parts of the world, you know, in different organizations. So own that. Yeah, that's I, that's so true. I love that. And um, so, you know, that 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 always takes us into this next part of the conversation. Um, Rick says. Um, uh, being authentic is telling your story to people all of the time. Go all in. I love that. Yeah. Be all, yeah. Are, are you all in? I, I like playing Texas Hold'em. So I love when somebody says all in. Um, but right. all the time, it's that commitment to the, your whole self of who you are. And you're all in on that whole part of yourself. Um, yeah, that's 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 awesome. You know, so um, so I love that part. But I always think about then we always get to the. I, I don't want to call it the continental divide, but you know, the fact is when do you, you know, like on here, you, you like put it out there, man, you're the former fatty, you're the loving husband, you're the dog father, which we haven't even talked about coffee enthusiast, creative director, brand marketer. You know, this is like the nugget of, you know, the, the, the jewel that, that nobody else owns and nobody's part of, but it's all you, you know, this is like the whole you. So in that, um, where, when do you decide, or how do you decide? Like, I I want this private part because most people aren't all in and being out there. Some people are like, well, I want this safe space of having, you know, this for like family. And so I'm going to be private over here and public over here. What, how do you look at that? Like when you get a, and this happens all the time when you get a team and some people are, are all in for being, you know, part of advocacy and do whatever it takes. And then you're like, no, this is mine. This is social media. I'm not going to be all that. So what are some of the conversations you, you have around that? I think it goes back to your goals. Uh, you know, when I'm on stage, when I talk at events, when I talk about my business, when I, when I put on workshops, I'm all in. I, you know, that's that's my profession. That's you know, that's what I want to put out into the world. That's what I want to help influence uh, and and help organizations take their take their business to the next level. So I'm all in on that. There for me personally, I don't you know, I think it comes back to your goals. Like, what right. do you want to accomplish with social media? Some people feel that they need you know, there are some people not necessarily that feel that just want to put everything what they ate, what they threw up last night, you know, <laughs> everything. I like having my private life. I like having right. moments with my wife, with my family that I just cherish personally. I don't, you know, I, I think for me, there are a lot of people that, that create moments in their lives so that they can share it on social media. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. I have, I have, I have some of the best friends in the world. I have, you know, I've met some of the greatest people in the world that I've never announced because I cherish those moments. I don't have those moments so that I can share them on Instagram. I could give a shit. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm with you on that. 
So I think to each their own. What is your goal? What do you want to accomplish? And tie that goal to your actions. Yeah, it's interesting. I have, um, I have, you know, I'll, I'll get to that. I wish I had enough time to plan ahead, but it's I'm more in the moment type thing. And it's like I'm at this event, and I was even at an event last night where the pictures didn't even go up until today because I wanted to make sure. And there was some really cool stuff and a bunch of clients there, and and it was a holiday party. And I just wanted to be at the holiday party, and I'm like, you know, it's okay if we just put the pictures up tomorrow. And so, you know, if we'll have the social media team there, we'll be live tweeting and things like that. But there are times when I feel like, you know, I just want to be with these people. I I only have them for a couple hours and let's let's just be together. So I'm with you on that where I'll catch myself just, uh, you know, going dark or or putting it aside and and, you know, just shutting it down for a little bit. So um, and actually, I find that refreshing. Yeah, I think unplugging is a very, very powerful thing. Some of the best memories I've created, some of the best vacations that I've had were ones that I didn't have internet connection. And I, I was forced to put my 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 smart phone away or my computer away because it just it would be useless. And so, you know, but but I remember them. I remember, you know, the, the people I shared them with remember them. And, uh, you know, these are the things that are most important to me. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting. Uh, I know we're going down a little bit of a rabbit hole here, but I think it's a cool one for all of us, just because you know this is a time time of year for for family and things like that. But I just I discovered on my iPhone, and I know everybody's got different devices, and I think Google Pixel just came out with something cool. But it's like you know, literally, if you if you turn your phone over, it's it's like automatically on quiet mode. I do that. I have been doing that for a long time when I'm when I'm, you know, involved with something. I turn the phone over just so because, you know, I don't I don't see the flash on my screen or the updates. But I think they're building a lot of cool things where we it actually allows us to unplug, you know. Yeah. Here's something interesting, and it's not to take away from the power of social media. It's it's really to to highlight the, the what has what social media has done for attention deficit. Um, you know, we all feel the pressure, you know, we all feel the FOMO of being on social and we have to post, we have to be relevant. We have to, you know, if, if I'm not posting on social media four or five, six times a day, then I'm not relevant and people are not going to spend money with me. Here's an interesting fact. And, and this came out of uh, when, when uh, iOS released or, or, or Apple released their, their latest iOS that shared the screen time. I oh, remember... Yes. I, I remember seeing my screen time and, and prior to that, I was always complaining. There's never, there's never enough time in the day. I feel like I can get so much done if I had an extra five hours. When I saw my screen time and how much time I was putting into Instagram alone, you know, not to mention everything else, I was mortified. Yeah. Here I've been complaining for, for years about the extra time that I wish I had, well, there it is. I've become a lot more deliberate. I've I've taken some some platforms off of my phone, so I wouldn't be you know uh, I wouldn't be uh, influenced to check them. Uh, and I, I I kid you not, Dean. I kid you not. In two months since I've started doing that and being more conscious of my time on social, my business has tripled. Come on. Because I am more I am more deliberate. I am more aware of where my time is going and I'm investing time 
into things that are actually going to make me money rather than the fear of missing out by not posting on social media. Right on. Dude, you should blog about that. Seriously. That should be one of your talks. I, I, that, that is huge. How I tripled my I business. Need an extra couple of hours to write that blog. <laughs> well, you got it now. So it's, you're, you're in, it's all good. Um, that's funny. Oh my gosh. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's cool. Um, Jimmy uh, writes in and asks, uh, any tips for creating taglines for brands and products? You know, like what's the process or what's the steps? A lot of of taglines are tough, you know, taglines are tough. My first response is, is hire addicts. I'll, we'll do it for you. Uh, (laughs) However, if you have less than that amount of money in your budget. Right, right. The the truth of the matter is your tagline, the best taglines are tag are, are tied to a company's mission. Like what is their purpose? Um, what is their what is their personality? What is their archetype? If we think about one of the best taglines ever, which is probably why they don't change it, is Nike's just do it. And oh, I'll tell story. you Nike, for those who don't know, the name of the company translate is is actually the name of the greek goddess of victory and so the entire idea behind nike the entire persona is about achievement and winning their brand archetype is the achiever and so this is the heartbeat of nike's organization it's it's about winning it's about achievement it's about and so when we think about their mission to inspire athletes to, to, to win, uh, and, and forgive me, I don't know the exact uh, mission statement, but in a nutshell, it's to inspire athletes to do things that are unimaginable. Right. And winning is one of them. And so with this idea of winning in mind, when we think about the Nike slogan, which is just do it, can we imagine what Nike would have done if they talked about their product and said, we, we, we make great shoes? it's this it's this winner's mindset winners don't put on great shoes they don't put on you know uh you know breathable tank tops they just get it done so so it's it's about it's about capturing your brand's mission and so that's what I, you know that's my 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 advice there is think about what your purpose is as, a, as an organization and create a tagline in five words or less, the less the better, that that captures your brand mission. Amen, man. And sometimes the answer is right in front of you. You know the logo story with that, right? I do. I do. Yeah, that's like just the fun. That's the greatest story. What they spend like a couple million dollars or more. It was like five million bucks or something. And then the wasn't it the right. CEO that just came in and just drew a switch? He goes, "This is our logo." Oh. So, so fantastic book for anybody who hasn't read it. I think everybody needs to read it, but it's shoe dog by Phil Knight. It's the memoir of Phil Knight, which is the, the, the founder of Nike. Right. And he talks about that. He hired a graphic designer. This is when, you know, they had no money, right? They, they, they they were selling millions and millions of dollars in revenue, but they had no profit whatsoever. In fact, Phil had to take a separate job in order to fund the, you know, fund, pay his mortgage. 
So they hired this, they hired this graphic designer, paid her $35 at the time, and paid her an equity. That equity is like, you know, millions and millions of dollars now. God bless, right? Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, I was reflecting back when you were saying, so Social Jack, you know, uh, we, we have more conversations over this tagline. It's all about who you know. And we did that because we were all about social teaming and scouting and drafting. You heard us giving the lessons earlier. And uh, people will come up and argue with me. No, it's about who knows you. And I go, no, you need to be in relationship with your audience and your network. And it all starts with who you decide to know. And so we fought that, but we get so many people that come to us and go, no, no, no. It's all about, it's all about who knows you. And I'm just like, you can't work with us, man. You got to get this game down, you know? And so it's funny how much business we get out of the argument, even right. over the familiarity of that message, you know, cause you know, growing up in Chicago, it's always like, Hey, I got a guy, you know, this, you know, I can get you to here and do that. Well, you know, that's under the hood with everything that we do, but right. you know, it's all about knowing that, you know, knowing those key people first and then being in relationship. But it's just so I thank you. I was reflecting back as you were telling the uh, tagline story. So um, yeah. so 20, 2019, what do we do differently? What's what's what do we you know, what's the outlook here? Let's look into the future, do a little time travel. You know, that's my thing. So 2019. So I think be a little bit more deliberate with with who you are. Uh, I've mentioned this, but I'll recap it. Understand, define your goal. What is your what is your goal for your personal brand? What do you want to accomplish? If you can wave a magic wand in one year's time, five years time, ten years time, what do those out? What does the perfect outlook look like? And then start working backwards to fill in that puzzle. If my goal is to be the leader in brand development. What do I do in the meantime? I educate people on brand. I speak about brand. I read every possible book on brand. Maybe I share tips from those books. Um, I read a lot. If you haven't, you know, I've already mentioned two or three books. Um, so become who you want, who you see yourself in 10 years. And, and that is what I would do deliberately about how you post, what you post, what you say. You know, we talked about personality, right? If, you're, if your personality is sarcastic and quirky, you know, don't try to be the Dos Equis guy. Like, you know, <laughs> or, you know don't, don't try to be Michael Phelps. Be you. you know? Yeah. So, so paint the picture of who you are and maybe create a mood board, right? Of, you know, if my, if my personality is uh, creative, uh, inquisitive and nerdy, start to put together a mood board of what these visuals look like. You know, what does this type of person say? What does this, how does this type of person act? Where would we find him? What brands does this person consume? And so not only does it help you define who you are and who you want to become, but it also helps you define what brands you associate yourself with. Yes. So if you, if you find yourself becoming an influencer, and, you know, let's say REI reaches out to you and says, hey, we'd like, you know, we'd like you to do a sponsored post. If I know that my personal brand doesn't align with REI, then I would be a shitty person to take that money 
because that's not who I am. And people will you see can, through you that. You could go take a hike. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I had to have <laughs> a dad <laughs> joke in there. <laughs> good. As your kids get older, you'll get more of those dad jokes. <laughs> um, once again, you had mentioned vision, mission. What were those key components uh, to mission, Your mission, your values, uh, and remind yourself of those values because those are the things that you're not going to compromise on. If you could see this wall behind me, you know, we have them here in the office. So make it better. Quality is one of our values. Uh, keep it simple. You know, in this world of noise, simplicity cuts through the crowd. Question everything. So we we have this innate sense of curiosity. And, you know, question everything is, is kind of a statement that we live by. And then last and most important to us is small is mightier. Yes. In you know, we look at companies like Google and we look at the, you know, the vast size of them. Some of the greatest ideas that have come out of that organization happened in small groups. And so to us, size doesn't matter. Quality matters over the size of the organization. And so that's where the values come in. And then lastly, your personality. Who are you? How do you, how do you, how do you interact with the world? What do you want people yeah. to say about you? And put that out there. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So um, as we wrap up here, and again, Ronnie, I want to thank you so much. We always ask people, even if you're listening on the podcast, what's one thing you're going to do differently? And then we're going to announce our winner for today's program. So Ronnie, every show we give away the uh, prize, you know, it's a, it's a Starbucks gift card to the person that engages the most with the show or that we feel has some very significant deep engagement as part of the program. Uh, because we know that at the end of the day, if we don't engage, we don't build relationships, we don't connect. Um, it's really sort of the bottom line principle game of, of winning, uh, whether you're building influence or building your brand, you gotta talk, you gotta talk to people. You gotta engage. You gotta, gotta get social a little bit. Right. So um, so we always ask people, what's that one thing that you're going to do differently moving forward? And we want to make sure you don't just do it, but you help inspire and teach other people what you learned today. So 2019 is coming like a freight train. It'll be here. And all of a sudden it's it's New Year's Eve and you're in Q1. What's one thing you're going to do differently for your brand? You know, what's one thing you're going to do differently? So type that in right now. So um, I think I think what I heard for me is I love that term brand essence. It feels, um, it feels more real. It feels more, you know, touchable, like, like a thing, you know what I mean? Like, like I can feel that brand essence. And to me that feels like it builds culture. You know, I, I like that. I like that phrase a lot. So, and of course I'll give you credit every time I say it. So hashtag Ryan. So, <laughs> Um, so with that being said, a lot of people are saying they're looking at their brand. It's not just about the logo. Um, one person I is here. Yes. Yes. They're going to talk to you about their brand. So this is good. So all good stuff. So, uh, real quick, we have, um, a multimedia journalist coming on next week. Uh, yeah. And some people are saying B, uh, yeah. 
push their brand. Uh, so we have uh, Alicia Henley on uh, next week, me- uh, multimedia journalist uh, and content creator. So we're going to go from branding to content creation and and journalism, and it's, so it's always good to get that get that piece of. Uh, you know, now that you you get a solid brand, how do you how do you amplify that and get that piece out there? Um, so, with that being said, uh, Jackson, you excited about next week's guest? Yeah, I'm very excited. Very excited to learn more. You know, always learning yep. here at Social Jack. So it's a great. Uh, right. I'm very excited. So. so, with that being said, who's our uh, who's our big winner this week? Uh, this week is Rick Gasser. Ah, uh, Rick. Awesome. Way to go. So Starbucks gift card. Maybe Rick, you and I'll have to have coffee. It's been a while. Uh, and then congratulations. Shout out to Rick. He put in here. We mentioned how he lost a bunch of weight himself, lost 135 pounds. Wow. That is just like crazy. And now he he's going into the holidays. So there you go. It's like he's going in with that. You know, he's way ahead. So even if he puts on a couple, it easy to come right back off. He's got the system. So congrats to Rick Gasser out there. And, um, so, uh, and, and good job on the weight loss. And remember the rule is, is that you share whatever you learned on the influence factory that with those you care about, not just the person you're having a cup of coffee with. So take the things that you learned from Ronnie today about your brand, about what to do a little differently about being authentic and about those steps to really making sure your brand rocks, both from a personal brand, as well as from a, um, uh, you know, a business brand. So Ronnie, I just want to thank you for helping our audience and helping us understand better uh, your system, your process uh, about being a better brand. It's my pleasure, Dean. Thank you for having me on. It's truly been a, a privilege and an honor to, to be with you today. Absolutely. And then, so we're going to send in the, uh, in the, in the post-show notes and things like that, everybody, as usual, you'll have a link to all Ronnie's channels and to his website. And uh, I encourage you to stay tuned. Everybody's saying great session. They loved you, Ronnie. So uh, uh, you got some new followers uh, coming your way and all that good stuff. And, and please keep inspiring us with your great content, your talks. And I'm telling you, you have to do a blog, just like I said on that. Uh, on that article. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it down on uh, on my to do list right now. There you go. And uh, yeah, you can even just you know hit me up, and I'll, I'll you know we'll partner on it or something. You know, we'll figure out something out of this. But with that being said, have a great holiday to you and your family, and everybody. We'll see you on next week's show, and the rest of you. We'll see you online, growing and inspiring the world with your new brand. So take care, everybody, and we'll see you online.